You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers, a not-so-serious business podcast designed to spark your curiosity, creativity and imagination. And this is an in-betweener episode, a nice, short, sharp burst to help hopefully inspire you to take something away that will feed into your personal life or your work life, something that makes you more curious, creative and imaginative. Simon, hello. Hello, John. How do you feel about flying mammals? (laughs) I'm glad you asked me that. It was in my mind just before you said that. Mm. <laughs> so I'm well, I'm, I'm yeah. well prepared. Well, I'm just trying to think of flying mammals. Which ones it be? I mean, uh, you get flying squirrels, flying squirrels. Yeah, yeah, gl- more yeah, gliding squirrels. <laughs> Gli- yeah, oh, I suppose they wings glide. per se. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, bats, bat- yep, bats would bats. constitute flying mammals. Um, yeah, correct. Wombats, do they fly? Well, only if you throw them far enough. No, I'm joking that you would never do that. That's a horrendous thing. And they're very heavy, but no. Okay, so no. Uh, yeah, bats, John. I want to talk about bats. bats. Okay, now you might think, what's a bat got to do with a not-so-serious business podcast? And I was at a conference recently as a speaker doing three or four bits over um, a few days, Human Insights Conference in Sydney. Very cool group of people. And there was a guy speaking, Adam Murphy, and he's the founder of Curioso. So I just give him a bit of a shout out. And he was speaking about bats. Now, <laughs> you're probably thinking, well, what's the connection here? I'm with it. Get on with it. <laughs> and this was about blindly accepted truths. Ah. And he was talking around how bats and a few other pieces, he has some great sort of acronyms. I might get him on to talk about this one day, around how, um, yeah, blindly accepted truths can stop us from having great ideas. And I think we might have chatted about this before, but, you know, that's just the way it is or that's how people do it around here. That's how it's always been done. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know he or she would never agree to that or yeah. et cetera. This is our culture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would never work. Yeah, all of yeah, those things. All that type of stuff. That yeah. stop progress. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it got me thinking, and I, I rant about this a little bit more uh, quite often, because as you've seen it, I've seen it, we've all sat in those presentations where you just want to get two nails and bash them into your eyeballs just to... <laughs> just for something just to, to do. The, just for something to do to break it up. And here's the thing. <laughs> I think this, and I did some work yesterday with uh, a group, and I said, look, the bar is so low here in presentations. You only need to raise the bar by 5% to 5 to 10% for people to think you're like messianic, 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 like, you know, top of the mountain. <laughs> hey. And it got me thinking about some work I did uh, four or five years ago, and I sort of filled in for um, someone who wasn't that well, but she's a communications professional, really good at what she does. But sort of quickly, for whatever reason, I jumped in to help them out. And what happened was the, there was about 40 people, telco company, and the idea was they'd sort of newly formed. I can't quite remember what it, the, the idea behind it was. However, I'm getting somewhere. Bear with me. Bear with me. And they all had to give a three-minute presentation tops about their work. 
Okay, so what I do in the organization. So 40 times 30, uh, no, 40 times 3, 120 minutes, is that about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is we take two and a half hours tops. Okay, and we had the, had the little timer on, all that type of stuff. Took about six hours. Okay, so <laughs> the blind, <laughs> now the blindly accepted truth, and it still exists, which drives me insane, is that I have to present with a PowerPoint. And now PowerPoint's not a bad thing. I have to present with a PowerPoint, so I'm not baking that device. But I will write my notes out and speak at them or something similar. Okay, so I might have six, seven, eight bullet points and 10 to 12 slides of that. Now, this went for four to five hours. It was like getting nails popped in your eyeballs all the way through. And the two ones which stick out from that, okay, the boss, the boss of the company, he came out with a red blanket, okay, and he he laid it on the floor and he wrapped himself in the blanket so he couldn't see and he said, this is how I feel like on most days. I just want to wrap myself in a blanket so people will leave me alone. Just get me on. Let me get on with my job. Okay. So it's etched in my memory. And the other one, which really stood out, the, um, let's say the, the PA or the secretary or something like that, just a young girl straight out of high school. She stood up. She said, Oh, I really apologize here. I haven't prepared a presentation. And she just stood up with a piece of A4 and a few bullet points and spoke about what she did. And you could focus on her. You could concentrate. And at the end, I'm like, no, that was amazing. So because they didn't follow the blindly accepted truths. Okay. So that's my little rant, John. I've gone on. I haven't let you speak. It's really, hey, welcome to the Simon Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to that. That's okay. No, um, <laughs> no. I, as you were saying, I'm scribbling notes because, of course, immediately you can just start to think about the bats that we have of our own. So we have our own as yeah. individuals. We have bats. And let's go and sort of dust out the attic, our own attics, yeah. and find out what bats <laughs> are up there and go chase them away. And, of course, teams have bats because, as you say, that's where you get those yeah, conversations where you go, well, that wouldn't work. We tried that. We could never do it that way. Uh, so it would take too long. Take we too long. That amount of time. Excuse, excuses, assumptions and untested things. And, of course, organizations have that, which is then why cultures take root and f- feel like they they can't shift, they can't change. So, yeah, find your bats. I mean, there you go. That, as an in-betweener episode, you've nailed it. <laughs> go out <laughs> now, bat hunting. Here's, here's a couple of tips uh, on the presentations because I've done a lot of work in this space. And imagine that often the bat is to blindly accept the truth. No, but because we often hear, oh, you know, you need to be a great storyteller, okay, which is absolutely true because story engages us. And if you want to drive anything through your organization and get people to understand and follow along, you need to be a great storyteller, okay? It's more important than ever because you'll get so much information. Now, the blindly accepted truth or the repost to that or the rebuffer that is, but Simon, this is really, really, really boring stuff. We have to present this stuff because it's really important. So, how can you present the boring stuff in a more interesting way? And one thing which has come back from a lot of work we've been doing recently and through a lot of sharing, what did you call it before that episode about when we were at the uh, the unfinished work or a work in progress? Works, Yeah, work in progress. Okay, yes. So you share, and we do a lot of testing, share your presentation as a work in progress. The one thing which stood out is put a human story in it. 
Mm. So that human story opening with a, let me tell you a story or, let, or let's talk about Stuart or let's, I want to introduce you to Sarah. So introducing that little human element into your presentation makes all the difference. People then lean in because we tried and tested this literally 20, 30 times, putting them in different spots. Everyone came back where they put the human story. Everyone said, that's when I leant in. And what we got from that was do the interesting thing up front and then you've enabled the audience to lean in and you can present the boring stuff. Bat slaughtered then and there. (laughs) (laughs) I I know slaughtered isn't the right word. Can we just say no bats were hurt in the recording of this episode? We should absolutely. (laughs) Not at all. Absolutely. And we we love bats as well. We love bats. They're they're fairly Um, kind. Just as you were saying that, and again, it's going off at slight tangent, but hopefully interesting nonetheless, which is, there seems to be something emerging from all of this, Simon, which is at work, just don't forget we're working with humans, that we are human yeah. and we're working with humans. Yeah. Everything we've always talked about is the innate human need to create, the innate human need to make sense of things through storytelling, the innate yeah. human need to make music, to connect, all of these things. It's all about being human, isn't it? Yeah, which I stuck I on something bit... profound or somebody already written a book on it. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're the first ones, but a book is coming. Wow. But it, it, isn't it so simple? Just be a little more human, a little less robot, because, you know, artificial intelligence can do all that stuff. Be a little bit more human. And that's when we create emotion. That's when we create empathy. That's when we buy in. And why do we love these great Pixar films and all of that piece? Because we buy into the human story. The and hero's journey. Why do we love comedy? Comedians speak about human stuff that we go, ah, yeah, I get that. I line up at the supermarket and I look at that same thing and go, yeah. So they create things that we have empathy and connection with. So my final thought is to be explored, which is then, so why do we, the fear then that we'll often see in organizations, not so serious business podcast, the fear of being creative, the fear of uh, telling stories or whatever, people fear actually bringing their human selves to work how can we stop being scared of being human there we go well on that big question john i'm not sure we've got time to answer this is an in-betweener okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and ask my robot butler (laughs) see what he says hello alfred (laughs) no but i think the way we sign off on our show each and every week goes to the heart of this okay so that is so we sign off be curious which is to be human Make stuff, play more, which is be human, have fun, and in a very human way, date life.